This is the Sterling Vineyard Sundays podcast. We are a church passionate about encountering Jesus and sharing his love with our city. To find out more about who we are, visit our website at sterlingvineyard.co.uk. do some more worship later. Thank you. So when I spoke a month ago, um, we did our last family gathering and we talked about the gifts of the Spirit. That was what we focused on last time. And we basically, for a bit of a recap for those that weren't here, because I don't think many of you were, um, We discussed that the Holy Spirit is a living person of the Trinity. So we have Father God, we have our friend Jesus, and then there's the Holy Spirit. And often we find Holy Spirit the hardest one to relate to. But we talked about how he is a person, he wants to be our friend, he wants to help us, he's here to guide us. We talked about how the the gifts of the Spirit are not superpowers, that, that you get, but they come out of a place of knowing God and of spending time with Holy Spirit. And as we spend time with the Holy Spirit, these gifts start to grow inside us and we start to be able to be more in tune with, with God's thoughts for people, God's heart for people. You might even be able to speak languages that only God can know. So these things come out of a place of relationship. We talked about how the gifts of the Spirit are here to help us bring heaven to earth. That is our job as followers of Jesus is that we're meant to bring things that are in heaven to earth to reveal God's glory to the world. And so this supernatural ability to be able to share God's heart with others is is this idea of bringing heaven on earth. And that's the idea of the the gifts of the Holy Spirit. They help us to, to to show the power of God. They point to God. Now, this morning, hence the little fruit tree, it was the only fruit tree I've got, it's tiny, Um, but it talks about, we're going to talk about today about the fruits of the Spirit. These are different to the gifts of the Spirit. The gifts of the Spirit are outward focused. Um, The fruits of the Spirit are more inward focused, okay? We're talking about things, our character, the fruits of our actions that grow as we have a relationship with Holy Spirit. So... There's a bit in the Bible. I mean, Paul wrote quite a lot of the the New Testament, and he talks a lot about fruits of the Spirit in many different ways. He wanted to encourage all the Christians, all the early church, these churches popping up all over the place. He wanted to encourage them to pursue God in every part of their life. He says in Romans that the Holy Spirit helps transform our heart and our mind. He wrote to his friend Timothy and encouraged him, and he said, God hasn't given you a spear of spear, a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-control. So this means God has promised us power, love, and a sound mind. It means that God's design for you is that you're going to live a life of power. You're going to have strong, healthy, wholesome relationships, and your heart and mind is going to be filled with peace and joy. That's God's promise for you. And how he does that is by allowing his spirit to come and dwell within us. He wrote to a a little group of of Christians who were in a place, an area called Galatia, and this is where the book of Galatians comes from. 
And he was writing to them to encourage them to reach for God in every, every area of their life as well. He said that the Holy Spirit is always moving, is always at work. I mean, we know we can read the creation story and the Holy Spirit was there moving across the water. And the Holy Spirit's here right now in this room with each one of us. The Holy Spirit never ceases. Paul asked them that they would walk with the Spirit, be led by the Spirit, keep in step with the Spirit and live by the Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is active. He's not passive part of God. He's active. He's doing things. He's with us. He's changing us. He's alongside us. And so he wrote to these Galatians and he said that they could be told apart from other people because they had the Holy Spirit living within them. He said that the Holy Spirit enables fruit to grow in your life. Fruit will grow out of your life, and this fruit will distinguish you apart from everybody else. He wants us to stand out from the crowd. And so I've got a little video, I think, if Mia can find it, that will explain this a bit more. It's an apple tree. How can you tell? Because it's got apples on it. Apples are my favorite fruit. No, oranges. Wait, bananas. Bananas are definitely my favorite. My favorite fruit is love. Love? Love isn't a fruit. Sure it is. Love is a fruit of the spirit. Fruit of the what? The fruit of the spirit. In the book of Galatians, Paul writes about love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control when we walk with the holy spirit that's the fruit we can expect to see in our lives i'm not a tree i don't have fruit the fruit of the spirit doesn't grow on trees it grows in us because of what we are an apple tree naturally makes apples an orange tree naturally makes oranges and a banana tree makes bananas right and all who follow jesus have god's holy spirit living inside them so when they choose to let God's Holy Spirit guide them, what naturally comes out is... Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Right. All the fruit of the Spirit. And just like you can tell an apple tree by its apples, the fruit of God's Holy Spirit lets others know that we belong to God. But without the power of God's Holy Spirit, Paul says a different fruit grows in us. The fruit of our sinful nature. That does not sound good. It isn't. That fruit is selfishness, pride, anger, envy, disobedience, greed, fighting, and anything that keeps us from getting along with each other and loving others the way God does. That fruit always makes us want more stuff because we think stuff can make us happier than God can. That fruit leaves us empty instead of full. Ew, I don't want that fruit. I want love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. But I get angry sometimes, and I'm not very patient. Guess I'll just have to try harder. Paul tells us trying harder won't get us anywhere. That's because our own strength only lasts a little while. But those who follow Jesus have declared that their sinful nature is dead. Now we can choose to live by the power of God's Holy Spirit instead. We can spend time with Him and pray and get to know Him, for real. And as we get to know God's Holy Spirit more... I know. The power of God's Holy Spirit will make more of the fruit of the Spirit grow in us. Like bananas! 
<laughs> I like bananas. Okay, so a bit more audience participation now. Under some seats in this room, there are going to be the different fruits of the Spirit. So if you have a little look, you can either then hold it up yourself or nominate a child to uh, wave it around. Oh, it's at the front of the seat, Ailey said. She put them in. <laughs> there might be someone empty seats, so get looking, get hunting. Go on, Barkley, see if you can find one. <laughs> Have we got nine? Okay, they said it a few times in the video. They said a few of the... They, they said it a few times. I think they said three times. So, what have we got? We've got, wave them up. Okay. One, two, three, four, five. Perfect. Okay. So, let's, where should we start? Who should we start with? Let's start here at the front. Becca. Peace. Becca is peace. So, peace. We're just going to whiz through these. I've got a few definitions. So peace is the confidence in the rest and control of God rather than in your own strength. So it's being assured of God's care and, and certainty of who you are in him. It brings us peace. It's not anxiety and worry. Okay, what else have we got? We've got faithfulness over here. So faithfulness, this is loyalty. This is courage. This is being utterly true to your word totally reliable. That's faithfulness. Barclay, you've got gentleness. Ooh. Now gentleness, I was struggling to define this, but maybe it's humility, being full of forgiveness and grace. It's not being superior and self-absorbed. It's, it's being humble and gentle. We've got love. Now love is the underpinning one of everything. I mean, God is love. Love comes first and foremost above everything else. And love is actually all of these other fruits as well. But love, love is to serve a person for their good and intrinsic value. It's definitely not what you can get in return for them. It's unconditional. Ultimately, love is an unconditional gift from God to us that we must share with others. Morwenna here, she's got kindness. So kindness, an ability to serve others in a way that maybe makes you vulnerable because you've got a deep security about who you are so you can reach out the hand of kindness. Even if that puts you a bit vulnerable, you can be kind to others. Have we had goodness? No, we've not had goodness. So goodness, integrity. Mia talked about this the other week when we were looking at David, but integrity, being the same person in every situation is being truly good. Do we have joy? Did anyone find joy? Hey, joy in the middle here, right in the middle of the room. Joy, this is more than just being happy. Joy is about delighting in God, in when we know who we are, we, who God has made us to be, then we are just so full of the joy of, of being a child of God. We know that we are loved. It's not based on our feelings. It's based on the truth that we are full of God's love to give out, and that makes us full of joy. Do we have patience? Did anyone find patience? No? Okay. Well, patience 
the ability to face up to trouble without blowing up. I think sometimes some Bible versions call this forbearance, and it means that maybe when you're struggling and you're in a tough situation, you can be patient, you can ride it out, because we have our trust and our faith in God. And the last one that we haven't managed to find is self-control. This is the one, probably the, the hardest, most challenging one, but I've put it down as the ability to pursue the important over the urgent. We're not being impulsive. We're not being uncontrolled. We are putting important things first and having to, to, to tame maybe some of our inner battles in order to put important things first, not urgent things. So I think when Paul was saying we need to be an example of these fruits of the Spirit, we need to be identified by love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. That's how we're defined as Christians. That's how people tell us apart. So I had a few volunteers at the beginning who were having... You're still wearing yours, Rachel. You can. You can. That's fine. You can put them on. So I asked a few people to be famous people and to see if they could work out who they were. And did you manage to work out who you were? Yes. Great. And what kind of descriptions did people give you of the person that helped you identify who you were? So Rachel was Donald Trump. She was very, very gracious. Um, how did you work out who, how you were Donald Trump? Um, I think I got to politician, and then I just guessed names of all the politicians I knew, and then we got there. And I also got sometimes in films, oh. which is kind of cool. Okay. And we have Bart Simpson here. Yeah, uh, I think Ali helped me with that one whenever I asked, uh, do you watch this? And he said, or I asked if Cooper watches it, and he said, no, but I do. Uh, and then you knew. So we've had Mother Teresa. Did Steve, how did you get on? Oh, well-traveled. Okay, woman of kindness, most definitely. So we had Matt. Yeah, I got a sports person and then English, uh, and I got it from there. Amazing. Yeah, super. super. He was Mark, Marcus Rashford. And where was... Oh, here you are. <laughs> um, yeah, I had um, a woman who has power, but, like, yeah, I mean, people were like, uh, uh, ish power, kind of. Um, and then British, and um, someone said she's got a big birthday coming up. There we go. So she was the queen. Megan was the queen. So I think we just just a little illustration of if if you have your name on your forehead, do people identify you by saying that person is just so full of love all the time? They just have so much time for people. They are the most reliable friend. You know, do some of these descriptions of the fruits of the spirit are they are they do they identify with you? Um, and I think that's that's really the challenge for this morning, especially for us adults, is do we walk around wearing love? joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control on our foreheads, on our hearts? Do we wear those, and do people see them, and therefore we're pointing them to Jesus? So my family, my children, most definitely will tell you I love a good reward chart. What parent doesn't like a good reward chart? Okay, we've had all sorts of things uh, in our household, various different sticker things and all sorts. I get a bit creative. Um, and at one point, I realized I was just rewarding behavior because I was saying, oh, that was really good. Well done. You've been really good today. And it's a bit like telling someone that they're nice. You know, I was like, what, 
good is great, but what am I actually saying to them about their behavior today? Um, and I realized that I maybe needed to say, that was really, you had a temper tantrum. I won't look at them now, I don't want to embarrass them. But you, that really wasn't the best way to behave. However, you, you tamed yourself, you, you calmed down. You know, you, you asserted a bit of self-control. Well done. You know, it's this, it, pointing out some of these things. You were so loving to your sibling. You know, you were really, really kind there. You stepped out. That was, that was uncomfortable for you, but you showed real kindness in that moment. And so I was really trying to just start a way of, uh, we, this was what I created, and it's rather heavy. I didn't really think ahead. Um, and they had to collect three things. I made it hard. And then they got a reward. But it's really just this idea of, of calling out of one another the fruits of the Spirit. I think Ash spoke two weeks ago about speaking truth to power, about being able to speak into other people's lives. It's about being accountable. And I think even as adults, we need reward boards sometimes. And we need to recognize in our, in our spouses, in our friends, you, I can see the Holy Spirit shining out of you in that situation. You are really bearing the fruit of love, of joy, of faithfulness. And we need to be able to speak that to one another. Because as we call that out of one another, it starts to grow even more. And we can encourage one another. Encouragement being one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So, kids, in a minute, we're going to go to the back. And you're going to make you your brothers and sisters, your household, your mum and dad, let's make them reward boards, okay? So this week, we can start to really reward one another for displaying these, these characteristics in our lives. Now, before we do that, um, I just want to talk a little bit. I'm a gardener, and uh, I, I, love, I love being out in the garden, and there's certain plants that really need a good, hard pruning in order for them to flower. Now, the, uh, the flip side of the good fruits of the Spirit on our video was when Paul was saying, actually, there's things in our lives that maybe aren't so good, and we're bearing fruit that's in opposition to the fruits of the Spirit. And we maybe need to recognize some of those this morning as well. It comes hand in hand. And Jesus spoke about this. It was actually one thing he spoke about just before, at the Last Supper, just before he, he died. He actually, this passing message to his disciples was actually all about pruning. It was all about cutting back. So when you have a rose bush, you have to cut back to about a third, two-thirds of the plant every year. It almost just looks like little twigs on the ground before it will start to grow and get new flowers next year. The flowers of a rose will be so much better if it gets a hard prune. And as a gardener, there's three Ds. There's dead, this is a little tip here for you, dead, damaged, and diseased. So when you're cutting back a plant, the three Ds. Is, is this branch dead? Is it damaged? And is it diseased? And if it is, cut it back to the, to the best bud you can find, and then I promise you, it will start to grow new shoots next spring. It's a little gardening tip there for you. So Jesus said to his disciples, he said, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. The father plants a seed, and Jesus grows. The father cuts off every branch that doesn't produce fruit. I am the vine, and you are the branches. 
He prunes the branches that don't bear fruit so that they can produce even more. Now, as my friends, you've already been pruned and made pure by being a follower of me. So now what you need to do is remain in me and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it's cut away from the vine. And you cannot be fruitful unless you stick with me. So we have this picture here of of the Father God planting the seed in the ground. That's his kingdom. It says the kingdom of God is like a seed. And he plants it in the ground and Jesus grows. And we then join that family and we become a branch of the kingdom of God. And Jesus is holding us firm. He is our foundation. And the Holy Spirit then is like the wind and the rain and the sunshine. And it's growing. It falls down. It goes into the roots. It grows up. And like this picture we had of the girl with her arms outreached. And the Holy Spirit starts to grow in us. And then at the end comes flowers and blossom and fruit. Just like this little tree here. And you can see where I've pruned it. And I've pruned out bits and then it started to fruit. So the main thing here is Jesus is asking us to abide in him. That means rest in him, stay in him, keep in relationship with him, walk with him, keep in step with him. He's saying, stick with me and I will help you. Stick with me and out of you will come the fruit of my spirit. So when the kids are making their bits at the back, Katie's going to come and lead some worship. And on the tables is just a little summary of what I've said. There's a few questions There's a few uh, descriptions of the Holy Spirit fruits. There's also some some opposites that maybe you might identify with. I don't know. And there's also some what's called counterfeit versions. We maybe think we're actually being loving, but what are our motivations? Are we loving people for the right reason? So on the outside, it looks like love, but maybe it's for a bit of a selfish reason. So as adults, I'd love us to have a look at those, um, spend a bit of time in worship, Ask the Holy Spirit to come and just convict you of anything that you know needs dealing with. Um, just enjoy being in, his, in this space, in this place. Um, yeah, and just bring before him anything that you really want to grow in more of as well. Say, I really, I really want to be that most reliable friend that I can be. You know, help me be trustworthy. Grow in me that fruit that, that my word counts above all others because it's, I'm true. To who, to who you've made me to be. So we're going to spend a bit of time in worship. And kids, if you come to the back, and then when we sense everybody's had enough, um, we're going to come together for one final thing. Okay? <laughs> so we'll, we'll keep what that is. So kids, if you want to come with me to the back, and we'll make, do some making. Yeah? Thanks for listening to the Stirling Vineyard Sunday podcast. If you want to get in touch with us, please visit our website at sterlingvineyard.co.uk or find us on social media at Sterling Vineyard Church. <laughs>